Ever wonder why you keep doing things that you don't want to do, or why do you keep getting stuck in similar arguments with your partner? How about why do you keep attracting the same kind of people into your life? Welcome to Passion Unlimited Podcast. I am your host, psychotherapist, author, and founder of Fearless Love, Gianni Adamo. We are in season four of. Passion Unlimited podcast, and I have titled it "From Love Trauma to Fearless Love." It covers the topics discussed in my Amazon bestseller, and here in the podcast, I am going to be providing you with tips and strategies so that you can survive, recover, and thrive in life, love, and relationships. In today's episode, I am discussing what are the signs of trauma. How does unhealed trauma impact a relationship, and what is trauma-informed therapy? Well, welcome everyone. As you know, over the weekend I launched my audiobook, and I want to thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I want to thank everyone who has purchased and will continue to hopefully purchase the audiobook or the book. And、um, I thank you for making the launch successful. And I also want to thank Bonnie Jean. She is a woman、um, that I'm working with to help me with the marketing aspect of the audiobook, and she's done such a fabulous job. I loved her little post that she put on so- social media with with Elena. She did a little、um, avatar character of Elena with the curly hair. And she looked adorable. And I thank you for the birthday wishes because I know my birthday was also this weekend. So I did it all together: the birthday, the audiobook launch. It was a massive weekend for me, but、um, it was awesome. I got a chance to、uh, relax. I got a chance to reset because it was a lot of work putting together this audiobook and then getting it launched. So I feel good. I feel refreshed. I feel honored. I feel loved. I feel, you know, safe. I feel protected. I feel great. And so I want to thank everyone for you know sending me those beautiful birthday wishes on Facebook, and on private messages as well or phone calls that I received. All right, so let's get on with our topic for today. And I'm gonna continue with this Q and A, the question and answer format. I kind of like it. So I've gathered some questions、um, that people want to know on this topic, and again, feel free to send me an email or a, a private message on Facebook, on Instagram, wherever we're connected. On LinkedIn, I will compile the questions and I will address these things on the podcast. I actually enjoy answering people's questions. So, all right. Without any further ado, let's move into the topic for today. So the first question is: People keep throwing out this word trauma. What exactly is trauma? And that is a really good question because yes, in our modern world today, we are more aware that people have suffered、um, events and things that have kept left them traumatized. So we are more now open to saying that we have trauma or. Someone that we love is experiencing trauma. All right. Okay. So, trauma is the brain's response to a terrible event, and there are two types of traumatic events in our lives.、Um, and most of us, by the way, have some sort of traumatic event that we've had to survive. And 
Not everybody gets diagnosed with a PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress syndrome. So let me explain the two different types of events and eventually who gets diagnosed with post-traumatic stress. So this is a great question. All right, so the first type of trauma is like a single event. Um, and that would be somebody who has survived a car accident or maybe a plane crash. I remember I had a couple that came in for couples therapy. The husband was a, a trauma survivor from a plane crash. He was in a, like a single engine uh, uh, plane and it was his plane and it went down and thank God he survived. But like that is just, just thinking about it, that's just horrific in itself. Just thinking about like you would be trapped in this plane and it goes down and thank God he survived. But he was still dealing with post-traumatic stress which I'll explain what are the signs of that in a few minutes. Okay, so the one-time trauma, again, these are uh, things such as crime as well, like rape, robbery, and or natural disasters that happen one time in our lives, hopefully just one time. Some, sometimes they happen more than once. Uh, but basically, these are major uh, events that threaten our life, okay? The enduring or chronic trauma traumas involved on an ongoing relationship, which means also includes surviving emotional abuse, physical abuse, or sexual abuse. So these here are coming in through domestic violence, being raised in a family uh, where addictions and alcoholism was present. This is also coming from children who are in school systems that are being bullied. Um, so all of these contribute to enduring or chronic traumas, okay? Trauma leaves a variety of scars in our, in our hearts and in our lives and our souls. And it, first it brings us into usually a place of denial or shock so usually when we experience trauma most of us are not aware of it <clears throat> we don't even think that we have experienced something that was so traumatic because we were left alive and we think you know we're still like doing most of our normal everyday things so we're like okay you know everything's cool everything's chilled i can keep on you know moving forward with my life so what happens is usually we're in denial or we're in disbelief and as the trauma, this is, which is actually an energy that's trapped in your body is there and it's present, it will start taking different forms. So you may go into ultimately into depression or into issues with anger or rage and you don't even know where these emotions are coming from because now you're just being very sensitive to people places and things and you're just like going crazy yelling and screaming being emotional and you don't even understand why that just happened wait because prior to this event prior to the bullying prior to the toxic relationship you might have been more even keel okay so usually with trauma once again it starts out with some sort of disbelief or denial and then eventually it starts to manifest with a whole bunch of either real on uh, like uncontrollable crying spells uh, depressive modes or anger a lot of anger okay so eventually people who have experienced a trauma will experience other types of 
um, uh, physio physiological uh, symptoms such as headaches, maybe they can't sleep, they have chronic, um, they start developing chronic problems and chronic issues and illnesses in their bodies. And they a lot of times develop poor self-esteem and poor self-concept. Some of them will even have flashbacks and nightmares. And for most of the people who have dealt with trauma, unfortunately, they end up also with relationship problems. And this is one of the topics we're gonna cover today because obviously I am an expert in this area. So, so first, what are some, some of the signs of trauma and how does one get a diagnosis of PTSD, right? Because not everybody who experiences trauma gets a diagnosis of PTSD. So in order to get a diagnosis of PTSD, you must have suffered for at least 30 days from some of these following symptoms that I'm gonna share with you. Okay, so the first one is your sleep has been disrupted and it's hard for you to either fall asleep or stay asleep. And if you are falling asleep, then sometimes you will be experiencing really bad dreams or night terrors for children. Um, so these are, so your sleep has been disrupted. There's a loss of appetite or just too much eating. So your eating habits can also be affected by trauma. Then there is this feeling of fatigue, stress, and tension, and you're chronically tired, and you don't understand why. And you may even try you know, to get to bed, and you may try to take some supplements to sleep, fall asleep, and you're trying to like manage your day, but yet you're still falling into fatigue and tension and stress. There is also um, frequent um, characteristics of crying, and being reactive or impulsive or apologetic. Then there are uh, suspicions of people. Um, you're not fully able to trust others. When we go through a traumatic experience and if we have been betrayed by a partner, now our world seems unsafe for us and we don't know who to, we don't know who to uh, trust. So there's all this overwhelming feeling of like, you know, can I really trust you? Can I even even trust my safe people? Like you question everyone. You have intrusive thoughts and images. So for those who have been um, involved in some sort of uh, traumatic experience or event, they may have flashbacks of images. So like if someone went to war and they were in the military, they may have these images of, you know, of fighting and blowing people up and you know, there are uh, people losing limbs and that can be all horrific. So they may revisit these memories that is causing them a lot of stress. Um, memory issues, communication issues, and concentration are also telltale signs of trauma. Also a loss of interest in activities that once brought you joy. These are things that are also um, indicative, indicative that you might have experienced trauma. You may feel at times that you're going crazy or that you're just feeling humiliated or shocked or empty. Um, you know, you're running away from situations where you feel like they can be embarrassing for you, shameful, like you're very sensitive to being humiliated and ashamed and rejected. 
So there's like this hypersensitivity there. Then you can also be feeling, have feelings of hopelessness, helplessness, feeling overwhelmed, alone or isolated. You feel like nobody understands you, that no one has gone through what you've gone through. You feel all alone and disconnected from the world and from those who love you and from those that you love. There's also mood changes from anxiousness, depressed, feeling sometimes dirty or unattractive, feeling afraid, feeling irritable, feeling, feeling outraged or enraged. These are all signs of traumatic, like you might be dealing with traumatic experiences or a traumatic stress. For those who have been involved with a toxic person, with a narcissist, you will notice that you will have become obsessed with trying to figure out who that person is and trying to find out the truth about your relationship. Okay, so recognize signs also of like obsessive compulsive. So you become very anal about things and obsessed. So how does trauma impact a relationship? Okay. So the first thing that happens when you have been stuck in a traumatic, stuck in your brain in a traumatic, from a traumatic experience is that your brain will automatically be triggered continuously and constantly anytime anything reminds you to the original trauma. So that means if your partner's behaviors somehow resemble those of the original trauma that's going to cause you to go into fight flight or freeze same thing as the fact that you might have made some lifestyle choices that are now keeping you chronically stuck in this traumatic stress um, for that an example of that are people that chronically um, are going to alcohol overworking um, maybe they're on um, their devices and on the uh, you know, streaming on their devices and on social media. So their lifestyle choices of being stuck on a device is also causing them to have increased chronic stress on top of the toxic um, traumatic stress. So what you do behaviorally can be adding to the original tra trauma and the stress locked in your and the stress that's locked in your system. Okay, so those things can be easily triggering you um, in a relationship so when you're stuck in the fight mode here basically what happens is you are attacking your partner verbally and or physically you may be raging at them blaming them for all of your problems expressing contempt being controlling or demanding or not letting things go in the relationship um, I know one person that I was speaking with last week, you know, her go-to was always to go fix because she's stuck in the fight mode. She's always fixing things and always trying to control things and telling people what to do and she can't rest and she's going from one project to the next project or, you know, work thing to the next volunteering thing and her life is so full of things and busyness that she doesn't have time for herself, okay? So she's always, like, stressed. Okay, and again, those are lifestyle choices that we're making based on the, the brain being stuck in flight. All right, so then we've got, if you're stuck in the flight mode, these individuals are avoiding and uh, dealing with problems. They may be feeling panicky and acting impulsively. 
They may be running away from intimacy or emotional situations. So people in the flight, um, stuck in the flight, maybe a lot of the people there are also the people who would be addicted to substance, uh, drugs, sex, alcohol, um, games on, uh, you know, video games. Uh, they may be stuck on gambling they, because, again, they are on the flight mode. They're escaping their reality. They're detached from, from themselves and from their intimate partner. So they're always some sort of somewhere else and they're not really present. A lot of times when couples come into therapy, um, the partner will come in and, and she will be like, he's just not present. He loves me and I know he, I know he loves me but he's not present, he's always somewhere else. So, so these individuals are stuck in the flight, uh, part of the fight, flight, or freeze response in the brain. And then we've got the freeze. Oh, so these individuals are feeling helpless, they're feeling unable to act, or they're shut down. Um, they're also disconnected from their partner. Here I have a client who deals with depression. She's stuck in the freeze, uh, she deals with bouts of, of crying um, because anytime anything happens in life where it's not exactly you know positive she just freezes and the only way to release the energy is through crying okay so basically for anyone who's dealing with trauma you can recognize that you are either in this reactive mode or withdrawn mode okay you're not really being present to yourself or your partner and for those of you who have chosen lifestyle choices to be escaping and running from the relationship then you are also abandoning yourself not just abandoning your partner but you're abandoning yourself as well um, you are numbing uh, yourself and escaping this toxic stress through these lifestyle choices Okay, so underneath all of this, there's, these, there's this fear of humiliation, fear of shame, fear of rejection. Therefore, there's all these layering of psychological defenses that come in to defend yourself, um, which causes a ton of friction with your partner. Thus, there's all these <laughs> conflicts and arguments. Uh, we've already uh, mentioned that there's addictions and compulsive behaviors and workaholism that comes in as a form of escape. Another thing to be aware of if you're dealing with trauma is that there's this rigidity and inflexible belief systems that come in that you believe are true and that you use probably all the way from childhood. And the reason why you're there is because you believe that this is the only way to keep yourself safe. I had a client uh, who was sexually molested as a child and yet on one hand she escaped by be, by abusing drugs and alcohol and having relationships with men that she wasn't married to while she was married to somebody else. And yet, on the other hand, she was OCD and everything in the home and everything in their marriage had to comply with certain very rigid, very inflexible beliefs. So she had two extremes going on, okay? And this is part of the disconnect part of how you know we're not flowing in life part of how we're fragmented when we have experienced a traumatic uh when we have when we've had experienced trauma another a tall tale sign a sign of trauma obviously we talked about earlier which is distrust you're not really feeling safe with 
people all the time um, and you know you're always kind of like on guard and under under uh, underneath all this what happens it breaks down communication and it breaks down intimacy so yes for anyone who has had a traumatic experience who's dealing with post-traumatic stress you're going to be having a ton of issues in your relationships so what is trauma-informed therapy trauma changes how a person regulates their thoughts, their feelings, and their ability to care for themselves, both on the emotional and psychological and physiological um, places. So trauma-informed care recognizes this, and we provide a safe environment where the person who may not even know that they're dealing with trauma can actually explore their life, explore maybe um, some of the childhood traumatic events that has happened to them explore the relationships that they've had and basically become more aware that they actually are trauma survivors and that they have experienced a ton of consequences due to these traumatic experiences. So trauma-informed care recognizes the way you have learned to cope in life and may reflect the impact that trauma um, in, uh, that trauma has had in your life. So a therapist who is trauma-informed knows that the body and the mind of a person um, with unhealed trauma is functioning in an, in an altered way. So there's been some damage in the brain, uh, there's fragmentation in the personality, and so we know that you can be easily triggered where you can become emotionally uh, intense or hyper uh, hy you're in hyper arousal and this is why you're like jumping and screaming and you know blaming and accusing and then we've got the you know the opposite happening as well where you can shut down and be unable to feel much and go into hyper hypo arousal and this is where like you have that numbing effect and I know you know I have clients where the same thing clients will come in as a couple and the one will complain that the partner is just like numb and they're not really available to, to them. So trauma-informed care applies um, also to people with history of depression and anxiety because again, usually these mental health issues have come in uh, from an original trauma probably back in childhood somewhere. So how does one heal from trauma? So the first thing is most people don't know that they are traumatized. The vast majority of people are traumatized, but they don't know it. <laughs> they have no clue. They just see that certain behaviors, like I asked in the opening questions, certain behaviors don't match their values, their goals. They don't match their morals and they don't understand why do I keep behaving like this? Why do I keep watching porn? Why do I keep working so much and becoming exhausted, not taking a break and just really abandoning myself. Not only my partner and my family, but I'm abandoning me. And they know this. And yet they don't understand why they keep doing the same thing over and over again. Okay. So it's important to become more self-aware. And so if you're going to go into healing your traumas, it's a journey of self-awareness. It's a journey of consciousness and recognizing your behaviors, recognizing your belief systems, recognizing your defense mechanisms. And so I highly recommend getting um, 
involved with a therapist who is trauma and who provides trauma informed therapy. So someone like myself who I've actually recovered from from a traumatic experience in my life, someone like myself would be trained to know like this trauma has infiltrated every aspect of your life. And so we have to look at the healing journey very holistically. So we look at your mental and emotional states and belief systems. We look at your behaviors. We look at your relationships. We look at you spiritually and what is your connection to God and the universe and how do you feel and where is God in your life and you know what do you think of all of this stuff. So we look at the, the whole picture of you and we bring a lot of compassion, love, understanding to help you get to the underlying causes, which usually are rooted in emotional abuse. They're usually rooted in attachment trauma and attachment trauma, for those of you who haven't heard of that concept, basically is just in your child, um, in your years of being a, you know, infant and your developmental years, if there was any disruption between you and your uh, caregiver, between you and your mom, between you and your dad, if there was disruptions in that love and in that care that could have caused attachment traumas between you and, and your caregiver. It also can come through if you had a narcissistic parent who used you um, to satisfy their own needs versus satisfying yours. Of course, we also know that you know sexual abuse, physical abuse, neglect, um, not providing you know shelter, food, clothing for this child, schooling, you know, nurturance, guidance, boundaries, all these things are necessary. Um, discipline is important as well. Uh, you need discipline to bring a child up as well. So a proper discipline, not abusive discipline. So all of these th things need to come into play um, in, our, in our youth. And when they're absent or they've gone off to the you know, they're not balanced, they can cause attachment traumas where we are not able to properly and safely and securely attach to that parent or to the parents. Okay, so that will continue to manifest in your adult relationships where, again, you're feeling like you're not fully satisfied and there's something that's causing friction and a ton of arguments. All right, so I have another question. Does creating art or getting involved with a hobby like writing really help with getting over trauma? And that's a great question. The answer is yes. Everything um, that you can consciously start doing and become more aware of to move you forward into your healing will help you. So, for instance, we talked about last week that the mind and the body about the mind and body connection. The trauma you sustained basically uh, disrupts whatever the story was. Whatever the truth was usually gets disrupted and it gets fragmented and it gets lodged in the cells of your body. And so you have all this little energy, bursts of energy, something you know, locked in your body that needs to be expressed, needs to be released. So you need to bring the body and the mind connection. This is why yoga is so good. Exercise is fantastic. Dancing is fantastic because it channels all this energy into a positive place and it gives it expression. So basically it's important to rechannel and repurpose your energy. It's important to find redemptive qualities 
um, in the traumatic experience. It's important to put together a cohesive story of what happened to you. So this is why writing is so important. Journaling is so important. Because as you go into the healing, memories will surface about things that might have happened to you that you had suppressed. And it's important to be able to write it down, to express it, to give it to bring it into the light because then it has no more power inside of you. It's actually released. And so the next question I have is, can other people tell when one is suffering from trauma? Yes, the answer is absolutely yes. In fact, other people that know you that are you know within your family structure uh within your friendships with co-workers they're the first ones who are going to recognize that you're dealing with trauma not you you're usually going to be you're going to be the last person on the planet who's going to figure out that you're dealing with trauma it is your friends it is your family member it is your loved one your children who will recognize that something has shifted that something has changed and that you're no longer the same person because trauma will shift and change our personality because we adapt to now living with this toxic traumatic stress that's lodged within our bodies. So yes, so it's important to be within loving relationships and with people who can speak into our lives and tell us what they think is happening or what they're seeing and, and is going on with our lives, with, with us personally. So the, the last question is, can trauma be healed and the absolute question is yes 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 and more yes absolutely trauma can be healed uh, and by recovering from your traumatic events in your life you'll be more authentic so this is another buzzword that we've been using a lot in this modern time that we want to become more authentic but in order to become more authentic we've got to go inward and address unhealed traumas from our past and unhealed wounds. And as you feel an increase of self-worth, because as you become more authentic, your self-worth goes up, this makes you less sensitive to conflict and rejection. Hello, this is why so many people like, hey, like they just, they end up having this horrible like relationship or this horrible dance with relationships because they have such a fear of conflict and such a fear of rejection. But once we start becoming more authentic and our self-worth increases, you no longer become sensitive to conflict and no longer sensitive to rejection. You can handle those things very easily. They don't mean anything to you. All you recognize is, oh, there was a miscommunication or this person is toxic because you're aware of the red flags and you don't take those things personal, but you can address them. So bottom line is, as you heal your traumas, as you become more self-aware and more authentic, you end up attracting healthier people into your life and avoiding and becoming less attracted to those toxic people uh, out there in the world. And at the end of the day, even if you are already married and in a relationship, you become healthier for that relationship. And ultimately, you're able to create a more genuine and more loving relationship. So I hope you've enjoyed this uh, podcast. You can still get a copy of my book, From Love Trauma to Fearless Love. And how you can do that is you can follow me on social media. And you can find me on Facebook 
under uh, under the Passion Unlimited podcast group. And that's a great group to be in because you can post questions there. And there's always, um, I always respond to, to you there. Also, you can find me on Instagram under Gianni Adamo. You could also find me on LinkedIn under Gianni Adamo and on Twitter under Fearless Love. And then if you are on YouTube, please subscribe. Um, or you, if you're listening on the podcast stations, please subscribe. I also would enjoy if you would review the, the book, if you can review the audiobook, if you're purchasing it, if you can review this podcast, leave me your reviews um, you know, on the podcast stations, on, on Apple Podcasts, on, on, um, on YouTube. You can leave your remarks and hopefully subscribe and like the, the station. And so anyway, in order to get the free copy of the book, please subscribe. And if you are already following me on any of those social media places, then please share one of those posts about the book and the audiobook and send me a private message and I will then enter you into the contest and every day I will be drawing out a winner and mailing you another an autographed copy of the book. All right, so I hope you enjoyed this uh, episode and till next time.